the Optic Cod team has finally broken up. I'm Ben, and this is Codcast, the Call of Duty podcast. And we are back. I have not made a podcast for a few weeks now, and the reason is because there was no news to report on. Um, it was pretty slow, I gotta say. Uh, even COD Gamepedia tweeted out, like, it's a slow day in COD at one point. Um, Dixerto was, let's be honest, they were having trouble reporting on things. They were having trouble reporting. They, they were making some stories about random stuff and talking about conversations between people and rumors, rumored roster mania changes. I just figured I was going to wait for the whole thing to come out because we knew what was about to happen. We knew who was going to change and, uh, and then I would report on it. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, in the intro, I said finally broken up, not because I wanted Optic Gaming to break up, but because they've been together for over three years and it's the longest standing Call of Duty team in history, I believe. So that's why I said the word finally, but they did break up and we're going to talk about it. Um, we're also going to get into at the end, some slight updates into the game. Um, there's been a couple like weekly updates that have happened since I made a, a podcast last time, but uh, there's really two main like weapon changes that I just want to talk about because they've had a big impact on the the pro community. But obviously, we're gonna start with Roster Mania here because it's it's crazy. Uh, it happens over three years, like I said, the winningest team in all of Call of Duty. It's the most supported team in Call of Duty. A lot of people say that this is like the team, the guys that put Call of Duty more on the map as a serious esport. Optic Gaming has broken up. It's been rumored for a while now. And I mean, people were saying they need a a roster change for a while. And I think it got to a point after stage two, I mean, stage one, um, that it just... It seemed like they weren't going to bounce back from the the choke of of that event, and then Seattle came and they did not perform again, and we all sensed it. And I know some people wanted it, and some people didn't want it. I, I, and it was hard. I I didn't think they needed one actually, and the reason I say that is because of the talent on the team. But I will talk about why I think they did need one now that it happened. Um. But let's get into what it was. If you don't know, Formal, Optic Formal, who won MVP last year at Champs, incredible main AR in the game, has been released by Optic in a direct trade with Luminosity for Octane. Octane is also one of the best main ARs in the game. Tremendous, tremendous shot. Uh, and he made the huge, huge name for himself in Infinite Warfare. Um... I always I almost say Infinity War every time because of Avengers, but Infinite Warfare. Um, he made a huge name for himself in that game and and has continued to be successful, but uh, I guess hasn't been the star that he was last year in this game. But he's he's such a good AR. And the thing about Octane, and I tweeted out like a couple days ago, like I dude I love Octane because I've always liked him. I like his interviews. I like his play style. I like his talent. But I've never like wanted to like him because he's always been on a team that wasn't one of the teams I support. And so Optic is one of the teams I support. And I've always like liked LG because of Octane being on it. And I just like him. And so now that he's on Optic, I'm like, oh man, like 
I, I I consider myself like partly an optic fan, so I I'm I'm with this. I'm with the octane switch. I loved formal. I think formal is a cool dude. <laughs> I, I I I feel like a lot of people just really like formal and kind of like his mysterious silence. He's kind of an enigma in the esports scene. He doesn't post a lot of videos or stream a lot or anything, but he works so hard and he's so good. Um, so it was kind of heartbreaking to to watch formal go, but uh, Octane on the team is going to be a tremendous switch. Uh, so then that left uh, Scump, Crim6, and Octane, and a lot of people thought it was going to be Karma. I think Karma thought it was going to be Karma as the fourth, playing that really flex spot that he's played for so many years. And then apparently some rumors came out that Scump didn't want to play with Karma. So this is just, I don't know. I think they're friends, but they're kind of like... I don't know that uh, there's just been some drama and there's been some tension in the team probably for for a while now because of the ups and downs they've gone through and and you could sense it they just didn't feel like playing anymore together. So Karma ends up not um, Karma's he's not playing this game right now. I don't think he likes the game and he is staying with Optic as a content creator, kind of like uh, what what Courage does for Optic. Um, so he'll be making content for Optic and he's with them and that's a good move for him I think. Uh, Karma also has a family, you know, he has a, a wife and a child, so I think it's important for him to to know where he's kind of being supported financially from, um, as it should be, and so he's going to stay with Optic, but uh, that leaves an open spot, a flex spot, and so there are all these rumors about who Optic is going to take, so one was, was uh, Gunless, so Gunless is probably the best flex in the game, uh, he was probably the best player in IW last year and now he's he's I'd say the best flex in the game he is uh he's pretty crazy good and there were rumors of optic trying to get gunless from rise buy him out from, from rise so that didn't happen okay now I'm not sure I expected that to happen because rise is a freaking dynasty right now like they're so good uh they're unstoppable. So it would be it would have been odd, I think, for Gunless to go to Optic. But it is Optic, and they have a huge name. So uh, I wouldn't have been super, super surprised. But he didn't. He's with Rise still. So if that team stays together, they'll be a major contender probably through the rest of the year. But then uh, also Optic was looking at Zuma. These are the rumors. Uh, and uh, Zuma is obviously a... Uh, a super super aggressive uh, fast player he's done a lot of like star mvp plays for phase um he's a fantastic fantastic player and he's a crazy search player which optic needs to work on their search game and so uh they were looking at zuma but apparently uh phase didn't wasn't letting zuma leave they they wouldn't let the contract be bought out or i, I don't know the contractual stuff i don't see these contracts these are all just this what i'm hearing other players report on so Zuma stayed like he wanted to go with Optic. That would have been a big shift because it's Optic. I mean, even relative to FaZe, who's a big organization and has a lot of supporters, Optic is clearly the biggest, uh, the biggest organization in the COD scene um, as far as fan base, as far as just uh, overall support. So, uh, so he wanted to go to Optic apparently, and then FaZe wouldn't let him. And then and then Zuma released um, a long kind of like talk about uh, a long. It was a tweet, but it was like to to a link that he, he had like a longer 
explanation of it, and he said he's like very thankful to FaZe for everything, and he wants to stay on FaZe, and the team is going to stay together. Attach made a video talking about how the team of FaZe is staying together through World War II, I think he said. So, I mean, I I believe all of it. I think all of it's true there. I think that Zuma wanted to go to Optic. I don't know why he wouldn't. Uh, that would have been a, a star team. Um and and I believe that FaZe wouldn't want him to go, but I also believe that he's very thankful to FaZe and, and is happy staying there too. I mean, that's a fantastic team. They just won stage one. They're they're showing some life, um, some serious life for the first time in, in a long time in Call of Duty. So I believe all of it. I mean, I believe both sides of that. I think every step of that the rumored story was true. So so they don't get Zuma. So uh and this was said in vision by Octane. I was like, oh man, that was like a little that like made me cringe a little bit. But Octane was like was talking to Methods, who Methods is the fourth on Optic now, and saying like you weren't, like you weren't the you weren't the first choice, you weren't the second choice. So let's say Methods was the third choice. What happened was, if you don't remember, Methods was on TK, okay. And uh, but Rise still had Methods contract. Like TK didn't send the money to buy out. TK didn't send money to Rise to buy out Methods. So he, he was on TK, but there was weird contractual st- stuff that wasn't money not sent. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Um, but so Methods is kind of like still in Rise, and then Optic comes and buys out Methods contract for a higher price. And they, they have the money because it's Optic. So, um, or Optic Corporate, as some people are saying. So... <laughs> Uh, they, they buy out Methods contract and now Methods is on Optic Gaming. So it turns out to be Scump, Crim6, Octane, and Methods. Now, the Methods Octane thing is odd, is a little odd to me. And this is why I think one of the reasons that Methods was the third choice. Um, he's a great player. He's a fantastic player. He's been in the game for a long time. He's good friends with Scump. He was on Rise Nation. He won an MVP on Rise Nation. He's a fantastic player. But he's an AR. So, like, that is going to, like, Octane's got to play main AR. It's Octane. He's, like, you know, top three main AR. Slasher, formal, Octane. Like, you hear these guys' names in there. And But Methods was the main AR on Rise. And Methods was, it was Methods, Gunless, Looney, and TJ. TJ and Looney were the subs. Gunless was the flex. And Methods was the main AR. And so, Methods is kind of getting bounced around these teams right now. He's a fantastic player. Don't do not sell him short. He's he's amazing. Uh, he's super talented. But I I want to see what Optic does. And you know maybe my guess is is Methods is going to play Flex. I think there was a possibility of Krim playing Flex. I think Krim played Flex earlier in the year. Scump is going to play Sub, no doubt. And Octane should play Main AR, main AR no doubt. So we'll see what Methods and Krim do. But I think that that's the only reason why I say it's kind of an odd choice. They have a bit of time to practice. I think the roster lock was uh, on Monday. They have a bit of time to practice, so we'll see how this Optic team turns out. But I'm 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 excited to see how they play. I'm really excited to watch uh, Octane play under the Optic label. I love Octane. I think he's just such a he seems like such a, a genuine guy, a good guy, a fun guy to watch, and a super super talented Call of Duty player. So I'm super excited to watch this Optic team play. Um, that being said, that does leave a spot open on, uh, TK and TK now has taken enable and, uh, put, put him as their fourth. So that's a huge move too. Now enable hasn't been a big name in this, this scene of call of duty. So if you're just recently getting into call of duty esports, you might not know enable that well. 
you know, he was on EG for a while, and then he, he left EG, and Enable's a fantastic player, okay? He was on phase for a while uh, through the Black Ops 3, Infinite Warfare scene, um, uh, and and he's a really, really top-tier player. So Enable to TK is a big move. It's uh, it's a move I like to see. I really like Enable, and I and I want to see TK kind of... I mean, they got they had a solid team out of the roster mania, but I really like Enable on the team. I think he fits well, and uh, it kind of like narrows that main AR down to one guy instead of like having methods on the team as well. So uh, I think Enable on the team um, is a good move for TK, and that, that should be a fun team to watch. I do want to say... Uh, there was there were some rumors that then were stomped out by by the owner of TK, but there were rumors reported by Dixerto yesterday. Am I saying that right, Dixerto? There were some rumors anyway uh, reported by them uh, that the owner of TK was pursuing a restraining order on methods so that Optic couldn't buy them out, buy him out because TK had methods. I don't know what was going on legally with that, but there, there somebody reported that uh, brought that up and. Basically, it would allow methods not to play for Optic. I don't know what they would do. I don't know what CWL would allow with a roster lock or whatever. Maybe like Hex would have to be the fourth. <laughs> no, Teep. Teep would have to be the fourth. But uh, I don't know what was going to happen with that. There were just rumors of methods not being able to play for Optic because TK was pursuing a, a restraining order. That has been uh, squelched today. The owner of TK was... Um, it said came out and said i am not doing that that's not a true I, that's not true i'm happy to have methods play on optic i'm happy for him and they have i also thought it was weird because they have their fourth in enable and enables a fantastic player so i was wondering what was happening with that it seemed really shady but uh that's not true so that that has been uh redacted and re-reported today tk is not pursuing a restraining order on methods to stop him from playing uh, the last thing in Roster Mania I do want to touch on is just the fact that uh, Formal is on uh, Luminosity. So um, that's that's a big deal. I mean, look, like I said, Formal is a top AR, and uh, that team is is dirty now. So it's Slacked, Jcap, John, and Formal. John, arguably the best sub in the game right now. He is he is unbelievable, man. If you ever watched him play, he is so much fun to watch. John is unbelievable. Slacked. Always a solid player. J-Cap. J-Cap's got two championship rings. He's, his IQ is so high. He's a clutch player. He's fantastic. And now you have Formal. Um, and Formal sent a really uh, kind like thank you to the organization that is Optic and the fans and the support that he's gotten. And um, everything seems to kind of be smooth over there. And he really thanks Optic. But I think it's good for him. I don't think he wanted to play on Optic anymore. I think that this is good for him to get on another team. If you did not watch Vision, which is Optic's kind of like TV show update thing, I want to explain a few things to you. This is what I was saying earlier, what I'm about to touch on, is why I think Optic needed the roster move. So I'm going to drink a little bit of water here. Okay, and now I'm ready to talk about this. So the roster move happened, and I thought, man, if you guys had just been able to work things out, Work together, figure it out, be patient. You guys are the best team in the in Call of Duty. You have the most talent. You could do this. Now, the competition has caught up a bit with everybody, and it's much more even. It's not like Pee Wee Sports anymore, where you see a one one star team or one star player that does everything and is is uh, unstoppable. It's not like that anymore. Um, 
all the teams are kind of a lot closer to each other in talent level. And you see that with the number of the variety of winners. And you've seen it kind of grow over the past couple of years. You know, E United last year, LG, Splice, these teams started winning, started beating Optic. And now everybody's kind of winning. TK, Rise, everybody across the board. We have much more talent in the league. And people are kind of catching up and evening out. I like that. It's great. It's more competition. It's like it's like the big major sports that we watch uh, on on uh, on like network TV, like football and uh, baseball. These the the teams are evening out. Even though there are going to be teams like the Yankees that has a, have a lot of money and get the best players, um, there are teams kind of evening out now. So. That being said, um, this roster move happened, and I was like, okay, like you guys were like kind of the best team, so what? Like, I guess if you thought so, it needed to happen, it needed to happen. But then Vision came out, and honestly, if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's, uh, I mean, you can you can skip to the COD part if you just want to see about the COD part. But Scump and Krim talk about what needed to happen, and there were some serious internal issues apparently. That people not showing up to practice, not wanting to play, not showing up to media day, and and media crap is like, okay, that's that's not about how the team is playing, but it like does kind of show in the principle of you're a pro player, this is what you need to do, you need to show up to do these interviews or these uh, photo shoot or whatever for the team, and you're not doing it. It's showing kind of like your character and your uh, will to play on the team that you're on. So it seemed what happened, what seems to be said without being said clearly is that formal was causing a lot of problems on optic and it seemed really bitter from scump and crim and it wasn't like they were blaming him for them losing but it was like man like it was hard to play with him and everybody blamed scump and has been blaming scump for a while but crim himself was like i'm playing with scump like this is the guy i chose to play with i promise you he will improve he's wanted to play and we've had other problems on the team that you didn't see so it looks like Formal was causing a lot of problems on Optic Gaming, and I'm glad that they were able to make that shift. After the end of Vision, yeah, it was a bit sad, but I was like, man, I understand more now why why they made that roster switch. And the Karma stuff was probably some other drama, and I'm glad that Karma is still with Optic. I really like Karma as a as a, a player and a guy, and I really enjoy his streams. He's a, he's a funny dude. He's a unique dude, too. He's, he's, he's uh, different than a lot of other streamers and players. Uh, he seems like a mature guy too. So I like Karma, but I'm I'm glad they made the roster switch and it really did make me trust them that they know what they're doing. They're the team inside and they see all these all, all these circumstances inside the, the team that we don't see and they know what they're doing. So Scump and Krim stay together. I think they'll be a fantastic duo. Those guys are both incredible. Krim is incredible at World War II. He's so good at this game. Scump has always been a good sub, and he's continued to improve, has been able to practice more, and I think he will improve even faster now that this roster changes has happened. So credit to Hitch for pulling off a vision and really making us feel like Optic made the right choice with this roster move, even though it was such a crazy deal that Optic was changing. So also Hitch gave up vision, that was his last vision, so that's sad too because that was kind of his baby in Optic. But you know, Optic has changed so much that they're all kind of unhappy with where it's going. So uh, Hitch gave up vision, but credit to him to make a fantastic vision and uh, and and kind of lay out the story for us to get us to support this roster move. That's that's an incredible move, man. Because you have you have the entire green wall that's like loves this this four player formal Krim Scump and Karma team. And, and you made people support this new roster. So, well done, Hitch. Um, 
that's all I have on roster mania, but it's some some major stuff there. Uh, let's watch. Let's watch and see how these teams practice. Let's watch and see how they play. I'm I'm excited. This is going to be a major switch up. The biggest switch up we could have seen in Call of Duty just happened, and uh, and I'm super excited for it. Also, Luminosity was a solid team before they they dropped, you know, before the Octane formal switch. So we'll see if they contend too with the uh, with the likes of Rise. And uh, and and TK and EU as well. I hope all the teams are contending and, and competing against each other at the same level because that'll be fun to watch. So uh, last thing I want to talk about is just touch on uh, this like a little bit of weapon tuning that happened in the game. So the Blitzkrieg update, community playlist, whatever it's called, Blitzkrieg community event got released and some new guns got added to the game and some weapon uh, tuning happened. The bar uh, was tuned a little bit and... Uh, that has, I guess, been slightly tuned for a while with a lot of the division updates and changes and stuff. But also, there's this gun, the ITRA, the ITRA burst, uh, got added in. Yeah, it's a burst weapon. Yeah, there weren't burst weapons in World War II, not to my knowledge. Uh, yeah, you know, they were going for uh, realism, but now we got a burst weapon in the game. But hey, who cares? Um, that got added into the game, and I said it, I think it was last podcast or the one before it, but I was like, man, if, if you haven't used that burst gun, that thing rips. And... Indeed, it rips, and it people were complaining out the wazoo about this burst weapon because it was so good, and it didn't take any skill. It was like you just burst somebody so so you you just tear through somebody with that burst weapon. Two bursts, and uh, and it's an easy kill. So there were four major <laughs> updates, and they were all nerfs. To this to this weapon that that should prove to you how good this weapon was before they nerfed it so um basically the idea behind the burst weapon and behind putting a burst weapon in the game is that uh you are penalized for a lack of accuracy one of the problems with that is with pro players you don't often have a lack of accuracy so the weapon is just uh unstoppable so you we've seen burst weapons and single shot weapons be major ARs in the games before so uh it was a possibility but this thing was too good so what they did was uh they wanted to penalize players more for missing shots for lack of accuracy we'll see how this truly affects the pro community in days to come but uh basically what they did was they gave a longer cooldown for the burst the fire rate was nerfed slightly the advanced rifling, which is like longer distance on it, was nerfed specifically for this this weapon, not overall. And then the ADS uh, recenter time was nerfed. So that's four nerfs to trying to penalize players more for missing their shots. It's funny in the community update they were like, uh, "The uh, the IDRA burst weapon um, it wasn't quite as balanced as we had expected it to be." It's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, duh. Like that thing was not balanced. That was like from a different a different generation of war that was like from that was they took a gun out of modern warfare and put it in world war ii yeah i i bet it wasn't balanced so good for them for at least at least nerfing this thing a bit um because it was dirty uh it's still a fun weapon to use and then the bar was also just outrageous the bar is always an outrageous weapon man that thing's good but Basically, like the short, the short range uh, damage is, was was really high, and you really got an advantage with, uh, as far as ARs go, with the AR using the bar in short range. So they made it less, oops, 
they made it less submachine gun y. Uh, so they, they the ADS transition time was nerfed, and the ADS transition time from sprint was nerfed. So it's a, a little a little slower to get uh, up to ADS, um, and also a little slower to get in from sprint to kind of uh, nerf the the short range the short range effectiveness of the bar. That being said, the bar is a really fun weapon to use, and I'm glad they didn't change any like major damage stuff with it because um, it's like close to where it should be. I'm really proud of them for having the STG stay where it is. Because STGs kind of stay where it is, and it's been a really solid uh, gun to, to, to be used in the Call of Duty meta for a couple months now. And that gun's a lot of fun. It's my favorite gun of the game. Um, so congrats on keeping the STG where it is. Uh, yeah, so bar and ITRA burst weapon were nerfed. Necessary, very necessary for the pro community, especially that burst weapon. I'm really glad they they took some uh, took some power out of that thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, apart from Roster Mania and those minor updates, there hasn't been a lot of mu- uh, news. I was going to make a little segment on, um, like, Silly, apparently, from uh, E United talked about. Or not E United. Um, uh, yeah, you know, well, I, I always miss uh, Silly and Prestini. Anyway, Silly talked about how, like, there was, like, he talked maybe about how the Black Ops 4 rumors were fake. I don't know what's going on with that, but the community reveal for Black Ops 4 is coming soon. So we'll get we'll get some intel on it there. And apparently it'll be playable. So that's a good that's a good that's good news. Uh you know, someone like Pamaj is gonna put out a video super early because he'll have like early access and like Ali A will put some of his long videos breaking it down and, and clickbaiting all of us. So uh well that'll be exciting when Black Ops 4 reveal event happens, uh, and we'll see who was right and who was wrong with all these rumors. But that will do it for today's episode. Uh, again, look, I super appreciate everybody listening to this podcast. I do. I know there's a bunch of podcasts, and I really do love that you guys continue to listen to this. Uh, sorry about that break. They're just what you know, It was just a slow, slow couple weeks in Call of Duty. I mean, God face the facts. And I, I just don't want to report. Um, I want to report on stuff, but I don't want to report on like rumors and like what might be fake news. And I don't want to just like. I don't want to make a make a podcast because I feel like I have to. I want to make one reporting on actual stuff that's happening in the community and just telling you what's going on and then giving some like some of my opinions on it. And I can't really like give major opinions on stuff that might happen and might just be not true. Like the last thing I want to do is be like, "Oh, I made this entire podcast on this roster move that didn't happen. It was made up." So, um so yeah, I'm glad to be back. Glad to make this. We got some events coming up soon. Now we're kind of now that roster lock has happened, we're kind of gearing back up into this second half of the season after this little break. So uh, I'm excited to report on some of that stuff. But thank you for listening. Please uh, rate it. A bunch of you rating it. I really appreciate it. Uh, subscribe to it on iTunes. Comment on it. Say something like, "Hey, I hate the ITRA burst weapon." Or maybe you could say like, "Hey, go Octane." Both fantastic comments. Okay. You can say both of those. Uh, but yeah, rate it, subscribe it, comment, uh, tweet at me, DM me, whatever you want to do. I'll respond and uh, I will talk about something that you want to hear about on the podcast. But uh, I do appreciate you listening and that will do it for today's episode. As usual, I'm Ben and this has been Codcast, the Call of Duty podcast. <laughs>